Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Average Joe's Media from the newest acquisition of the Average Joe's Media, the Average Joe's Podcast Studio. I'm the Average Joe Boo. And I am the Average Joe, and I have to tell you out there in the world of listeners, cannot wait until this bad boy's wrapped up and we start putting some video out for the world to see. I am sitting in one of the most comfiest regal chairs. I almost feel like I'm on the set of Game of Thrones. Yeah, you are. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, Big Pimpin' House Lannister over here sitting in this really nice comfy chair. I mean, I really am a house Stark type of person, but I feel like we're sitting in a Lannister type chair. Oh, I see. So what I appreciate you, you spared no expense, buddy. That's right. I if, pay my debts. If you, if you, that's fair. If you check out the social media feed, Instagram, on the website, we have a few pictures posted of what we're working with right now at Casa Data Average Joe Boone. I got to tell you, Average Joe's Media might be breaking out into Average Joe's Carpentry. This tabletop is a thing of beauty, um, and I'm just uh, I'm amazed, Joe Boo. This uh, we've talked about it. You've shared your vision. Uh, you've been nice enough to include me on some of the you know preferences, but uh, to see it come to fruition mm. uh, is a pretty magical thing. You are uh, you're a visionary kind, sir. I try to be. I try to be. Well, today, uh, today we got a little bit of a treat for you to start this podcast off. Our inaugural podcast in the new studio. That's right. This is the first podcast in the new studio, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna give a shout out to a, a friend of ours, a high school friend, yep. or uh, maybe just a, a school age friend. You know, maybe yeah. before high school. Yeah, you know, I think my date back on my end, maybe possibly late elementary school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I played baseball with him through high school, maybe a little bit before high school as well. Yeah. Jason Giannassi. The man, the myth, the legend we know as Gio. That's right. Uh, president of operations since about 2015. I may be a little bit wrong on these dates, but we had a conversation earlier. Uh, for a label, for a, an entertainment label called Gloat Entertainment. Greatest label of all time. I think so. It's... it's uh, it's definitely an acronym. It's got the I decimal tell you, periods between I got to tell you, when you listen to what they're pushing out, you're probably going to say to yourself, that is the greatest label of uh, all time. Yeah. And they've been around since about 2006. Yes, sir. You know? And, uh, you know, we're going to give you about a about a 40-second, maybe 45-second spot of, of Japanese denim. Japanese Denim by G Champion, one of the artists of the uh, Gloat Entertainment label. Featured on Mr. Uh, Jeremy Chi. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, coming up Tuesday, Tuesday at about 8 o'clock, we're going to podcast again. It'll be either episode 7 or 8, and we're going to have old Geo live in studio with us. How cool is it to say live in studio? Uh, you know, and it's it's literal now. It's not figurative. It is. I'm staring at this beautiful boom mic, and I love saying boom in front of mic. Oh, no. They're fixed to the table as if as if they belong there. Tell you what, I got this fancy Average Joe's mug 
that I can write in with my average Joe's pen. Yeah. You're going to write in the mug with well, your pen? Well, I apologize. You guys can't see, but I actually have my average Joe's journal on top of my average Joe's mug. Speaking of average Joe's merch. Yeah. We got we got quite a, an offering. We have stickers. Yeah. Cups, shot glasses. Yeah. T-shirts. T-shirts. Working on possibly some uh, more vinyl. Yeah. And uh, even some, maybe some, some ball caps for summertime. Yeah, maybe some more different style t-shirts. I'm telling you what. So a little housekeeping before we get started today. Check us out, AverageJoesMedia.com. We can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a shout out if you want to show us a little bit of love and rep some merch. You know, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you're saying this because, you know, old, old Geo... And, uh, and the average Joes, they have something in common. You know what? I, I believe they have a lot of things in common, but what are you thinking about today, my friend? I think that I think that we're playing to win. All day, every day, baby. I think we have a winner's mentality. You know, just like in life, if you were to go into a restaurant on a Tuesday night, and they were having an office trivia. Uh-huh. Competition. Yeah, absolutely. Competition. Yeah. If the average Joe show up for that, are the average Joe's showing up to, to place? No, yeah. I think we're showing up to win. I think we're showing up to win. And if it's if it's the office, it's almost guaranteed. That's what she said. That's right. That's right. Two-time. Undisputed. Undefeated. Office trivia night. Champions. At the Flying Saucer on the Lake. And so, you know, the reason, the reason why I want to talk about a winner's mentality and playing to win is because too often I hear of the participation trophy, of right. the of the accolades that come simply because simply because you tried, or simply because you were a participant. Completely. I see. I think that I think that that diminishes the the drive that if you want to be successful in life, well, I think you're going to have to play to win. Let me ask you a question, Jimbo. When you were growing up in school, in the school year, what was, was there a special event they had at your school where, where you looked forward to at the end of every school year? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe something... Similar to you recently participating in with your little boys. Okay. Was it field day? Yeah. Do you like using field day? I enjoyed field day. And, and, and field day, were you playing, were you, were you just out there, you know, playing to play or were you playing for some rhythm? Now, I, I tell you, you know, I don't remember much about my field day whenever I was young. Okay. But I do remember the field day the other day with my children. And there were competitions out there. There were competitions. And, you know, at the end of the competition, there wasn't any awards, which I was kind of happy about. Because not everything needs to be awarded or Correct. rewarded, you know. But uh, but but they had competitions. They had a tug of war. They had... Uh, uh, a relay race. They had a football throw type of contest. They had a couple other things. I think they had more than one relay race. 
But what I saw was kids trying to win those competitions. Right. There was a, a spirit of competitiveness, encouraging each other, trying to, to, to outbest their peers. Whomever was playing against them. Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, generally speaking, it's a natural instinct to be the best at something. I think it should be. I don't disagree with you at all. I think I think there is a, a little bit of a push nowadays in, in certain facets of life where uh, participation is valued higher than success. And I think that I think that there's I think everything in life is defined between being successful at it or not. And what are you going to do to be successful? Right. And I think, you know, success in itself is a relative term. It means different things to different people. Sure. But I think to, to, to be successful at whatever, or to, excuse me, to be successful at whatever you define success at, it requires mentality of trying to, to, to outbest someone else, outbest yourself, to have to have top-level performance to be able to achieve whatever that goal is that you set for yourself. It requires work. and it re- Yes, it does. It requires, you know, like I like to use the term at work grinding. Yeah. A whole lot. You know, you, if anybody out there who's had a job, you might have performance evaluations. And so, you know, a lot of companies, they'll use like a five-point scale. So, you know, three is you, you meet expectations. Four and five, you're exceeding going beyond expectations. Two, you're, you're falling short of expectations. One, well... Probably aren't, probably aren't still employed at that point, right? Right. So the shocking thing to me is, is like the difference between like the number of people that are, the difference of, of, of people who think they're four and fives, but are really just threes, and they're shocked when they, they aren't a four and a five, and you break it down and you say, well, what are you, what are you doing, to go above and beyond what's being minimally expected? Yeah, I think that's the, the thing. Minimal expectations in society now are being viewed as. The, the pinnacle, yeah, the top of the mountain. Right, Me- mediocrity is is put on a pedestal now. Right. See, I see this in a classroom on a regular basis. I don't know. I don't know the backstory to a lot of this stuff. So you know, I'm coming in blind as as blind as I possibly can be because I'm not always there whenever a, a student is doing their assignment. Sometimes they're at home. Uh, sometimes they're in another class because they don't want to take their homework home and. I was the same way. But my my biggest issue is a phrase that might be a bit of a uh, precursor to the next episode, but it's a phrase that's very common in school that says, well, at least I tried. And, and I feel like that that phrase is misused or maybe misrepresented more than it's used uh, in, in a in a realm of positivity. Okay? So, well, at least I tried. If that's a response to a bad grade, then it sounds like you're you're not going to try to do better. It sounds like a give-up to me. And at what point in time is there a continual effort, a continual winner's mentality to be better at that topic, whatever that topic is that you weren't unsuccessful at in the first place. What are you doing to to try 
harder. You know, and you know, I don't know how hard they tried the first time. You know, uh, there was there was a few examples of, of student issues. This happened. This this phrase probably gets said at least once a day throughout an entire school year. And so, what did you do when you tried? Right? I don't know the answer to that question. Only you do. If you say, "Well, at least I tried." So, if if you got a bad grade on something. And your response is, well, at least I tried. As an educator, my, I'm, I'm disappointed because it sounds like you're giving up. I, I would expect or hope you say something along the lines of, how can I do better? What can I do to fix it? And I hear that a lot as well. Those type of phrases, extremely welcome. But the, well, at least I tried, sounds like you want to get... You want to get more points because of an effort that I can't quantify. I can't see what you did at home. And for all I know, you could have copied somebody else right before you came into class, and they had a different version, so you got a, a bad grade. I would say um, that it's a, lot, a lot of times, like even on the, the trying part, it's not even as much of, of what of how much effort might have been put into something as opposed to was the right effort put in and was effort put into the right thing. So like, I'll give a little, little, little transference into the business world. You have a lot of people who, who might be average performers, um, not really what you, you know, not really up there as an overachiever. Maybe even some people that might be like below minimal standards. Um, and they might be killing themselves. And so it, as, as, as you're evolving, it's not about, there's no doubt someone's physically they're showing up to work they're putting forth effort but it's about adopting a mentality of like working smarter not harder yeah it, how are you applying yourself what are you doing because it, it, it's like in school too like you know it, it, if you're studying for history or whatever right they spend the whole period of time before their history exam on the wrong lesson you, they tried super hard, and I bet if they were tested on that lesson, they'd have scored really well. Yeah. But they missed the target completely right. for that particular uh, assignment or evaluation or whatever. And so it, it's really about just, like, what are you doing to get yourself better and, and what you're doing to learn from that experience. You know, some of the greatest athletes, academics, inventors, scientists, you know, I love quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody shout out Two Roads, uh, one of our other lines. Yeah, um, here, but uh, but there's so many quotes that, that really sum up the same type of sentiment is it's not how many times you fail, it's not how many times you know you get knocked down. One of yours is a boxing reference or something. It's what you do when you get back up. Yeah, it's, it's about getting back up. It's it's what you do to modify, and change the adjustments you make uh, to put yourself closer to achieving that goal and whatnot. I think that right there might be what's missing because I think. A lot of people I see it in the workforce, and, and I know from this with my kids even sometimes, and with, with their friends and whatnot, and all the stories from you as an educator. A lot of people in society now think that the prize is just existence. Yeah. Showing up. Yeah. Now showing up's big, right? You, you got to show up in order to do the job. You got to show up to play the game. That's right. But you actually have to play the game. You got to put the work in it. Yeah. You got to put the work in before the game. In addition to during the game, if you want to be the best, 
Exactly. You've got to put the work in before the test as well as during the test if you want to be successful on the test. I think also, too, I mean, what you mentioned earlier about mediocrity, I think it's almost like a disease. I think you can catch it. You know, you can catch it if you surround yourself with mediocrity. I think oftentimes you can, you, you can feel yourself being okay. That's great, you know. Or you might be trying to do better, but you need to look at who, like, you need to look at who you're adding your performance up against. Yeah. If you have. What's your scale? Exactly. Absolutely. If your scale is up against somebody who is who does not have a winner's mentality, well, I'm sorry to say you're not going to have a winner's mentality either. Prime example. If I am, and well, I'm, I'm going to use a sports metaphor. Let's okay. just swimming. If I'm doing 100 meters against a two-year-old, yeah, and the two-year-old wins, and I say, man, I tried. Yeah. Not really. Uh huh. Yeah. What were What were you trying? Now, uh, you may have been trying to let that two-year-old win. I might have been trying not to drown at that point, to be honest. That's you know fair. Uh, you're treading water for a long time. Long time. But if I lost to Michael Phelps by half a second, yeah, you best better believe I am touting a flag that says I, I tried. Yeah. Because, okay, okay. Again, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, uh, that's fair. That's your, what scale are you using? Exactly. And, you know, if you're, if you're going up against the best and you lose... Well, that in and of itself shows that you're willing to do what it takes to, to try to beat the best. You know, I have three kids. You have three kids. Mm-hmm. My kids are all different. And all they right. struggle sometimes with understanding that, that I hold them all to the same standard of the best version of themselves. But what that looks like can be different. Oh, very different. For example, one of, one of mine was in a position to where some things were coming to them fairly easy and they were able to to perform at a higher level. But not being in a class that challenged them, they were making mediocre grades. Yeah. Put them in a class that, that raised up that, you know, made it more challenging for them. I was happy with the same grade if it meant they were applying themselves. I wasn't going to accept less because the subject was harder. Right. I needed to see effort. Yeah, absolutely. I needed to see them apply themselves. And so I learned one of my, in fact, was doing really well and had a year, you know, middle school transitions, difficult. Mm-hmm. And then it was great to start dropping. It was, well, I, I can't honors classes. Uh-huh. And my thing was like, well, I try. I hear that too. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, well, help me understand what did you do what to try? I don't remember us going to tutorials. Right. I don't remember working on things at home. Where was that effort? Right. I don't remember calling the average Joe Boo for math help. Right. So to me, that's how I quantify, qualify the effort level. Right. And what those actions were. And so the solution presented was, well, I'm just going to drop down to a lower class. Right, right. So same efforts going to get me marginally, absolutely better grades. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out to uh, to the head football coach at the Rowlett Eagles, Coach Stevens. I'm gonna shout out to him because he he expects uh, just a few things from his players, you know. And I think that all coaches expect these things, but the way that he has 
said it, the way that he phrases it, is very, very catchy and very important in my eyes. And uh, and I really cling to it. He says, uh, be coachable and give great effort. Now, he says a couple other things. And to be honest, I can't come up with them right now off the top of my head. But be coachable. In your defense, you are on summer vacation. That's true. That's true. But to be coachable, you have to be willing to learn. And to give great effort, you have to be willing to do what it takes to take what you learned and apply it and try to be successful. I think, I think people need, uh, I'm taking this a little bit a step further, and one of the things I've, I've heard before, which I like, is, is you know encouraging someone, giving them room to fail, okay. supporting them to fail. Not for the mentality of not trying, but like with the, in the vein of push yourself, push yourself, try to grow, try to grow. If you fall short, that's okay if you're learning from it so that you're able to achieve it again. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to fail. It is. Fail, fail if you learn. If, if you can learn from it, then the failure was extremely necessary. And it's instrumental to the success you'll see later. Absolutely. Like, I don't think that you can truly feel success until you fail. That's true. I think that goes back to effort. Anytime something is too easy, yep. I need to try something new. Yeah, you're not, you're, not, you're not swimming against the Michael Phelps. Right. You're swimming against somebody who lost to Michael Phelps in, uh, in, in fourth grade. Yep. You know. and, uh, and then, you know what, and then they gave up because mm-hmm. they couldn't beat Michael. You know, and then he went on to do all this stuff with the Olympics. You know, I think that it's important to feel. I actually had this conversation with uh, with the mother of my children. You know, I tell her that I think it's shout out to Mama Jojo. Okay, so I expect, or I don't expect my children to fail, but I expect sometimes that if they do fail, then they 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 learn from it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I expect every time. If they fail, learn from it. But uh, our oldest child is has gone into ninth grade. Now she's about to be a sophomore in tenth grade, and uh, and there was a couple times where she was in danger of failing, and and her mother did what she could do to prevent it. And you know, there's there's I'm sure there's good to that. She was she was pushing. She was trying to motivate. She was trying to help encourage in a way so she didn't fail. Well, it's, 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 it's the catch-22. It's the fine line that we walk as parents mm-hmm. of trying to prevent our children from having pain, disappointment, all these things that we might have felt like we felt in excess growing up. Maybe, maybe. But also at the same time, by not sheltering them, the other flip side of the coin is you can't shelter them so much that they have no experiences other than everything is handed to them. Right. So, so to me, those, those times, at least one of those times, she should have failed that six weeks or progress report or whatever the grading period portion was. She should have had a grade less than 70 to demonstrate to her, here's what happens when you fail. Here are the consequences here is the necessary climb to get back to passing, and back to passing that's not just barely passing, you know. 
You know, I think it's we, an expectation. I think we might be onto something here, because as we're as we're talking through this, you know, one of the things that comes to mind is that maybe the problem in the world today is not that we live in a world with a lack of competitiveness. Maybe it is we live in a world that is growing to be less and less consequential. It's a possibility. Because really and truly, because like growing up, you worked hard so that bad things didn't happen. Because if, if bad things did happen, there would be consequences. Like for example, I grew up Unsteady jobs. Yep. Yeah. Parentally. Um, on the paternal side. Mm-hmm. Shout out to mom. Yep. Uh, but uh, as a result of it, you know, uh, it was on Medicaid growing up. It was on welfare. It was on food stamps. Um, challenging. Moved around a whole bunch. All these things that, that, that were just, I hated them. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, Difficult granted, scenario for you. Very much so. Um, Consequences. Of poor of, choices, right, and 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 not I, necessarily your choices, well, of course, but but when I found out, you know, the little average Joe was coming. Ah, yes. Um, you know, my my motivation was it was to try to climb, 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 climb. Yep. To make sure that that we didn't have those same things. Right. To make sure that those consequences didn't follow. Your your job, your mentality was to win at every turn. So you could could raise a child without the external hardships that weren't necessarily necessary. Right. Well, my thing is, if I turned out the way as good as I thought I turned out, sure, with those challenges, pretty good. How much better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. You know how much better would their opportunity to be successful in life be if they didn't have those same barriers? Right. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that is, again, it's where you define success. And, and, you know, going back to one of them, and Jack, he, uh, the average Jack Mill, mm-hmm. he wants to be, he wants to go to the University of Texas. Uh-huh. Heard, I think you heard him say the other day. Yeah. Uh, that's what, that's his goal. That, that's what he wants to do. Nice. And yeah, it's great, great goal. Been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what that goal feels like, but at the same time, the great realization of what it's going to take to get there. Yeah. It's going to take work. He's going to take a lot of work. Yeah, and starting his eighth grade year, better get after it. That's right. That's right. That GPA is going to start yes, accumulating. You know what I mean. So, and, and that's where consequences come into play. Yep. You're cut. You know, you you lay in the groundwork. What you do this year could affect four years down the line. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, as a coach, I, I see this on a regular basis too. You know, uh, at the end of a game, there is a winner and a loser to the game. Right. That's just the nature of sports, of athletics, or of, of competition. There's a winner and a loser. Uh, it's clearly defined at the end of the game who won that game and who didn't. You know, and it's disappointing. It's disappointing if you're on the losing end of a game whenever you play. If you have a winner's mentality, if you don't have a winner's mentality and you lose the game, it's like, oh well, we lost, no big deal. You know, and and when I when I look at a competition, I look at what is it going to take to win this game? And so my job as a coach is to try to set forth goals, set forth targets that we as a team need to hit. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, the very last game of the season this year, uh, that, was a, that was one of the best games I've seen in a while. 
uh, actually two games in a row, uh, went completely down to the wire. We were victors of the first game, and we lost the second game. I was following that bad boy on Twitter, let me tell you. My whole house was on the edge of our seats. Dude, it was it was back and forth. It was never give up. It was do everything possible. And then at the very end of that game, we came out on the, on the wrong side. Season over, second round of playoffs. And you know, we took a lot of good away from that. It's hard to take good away from a loss in a competitor's mind. It's hard to do that because what you have to do is you have to sit back and see what did you do right. Mm-hmm. You know, everything in that game or every microcosm of that game had a winner and a loser of it or had success and no success. Because there were things we did right in that game and there were things we did wrong in that game. And at the end of the game, the other team did the same thing. Things they did right, things they did wrong. But the final score was in their favor. And so I think it's important to understand that in everything you do, you need to have a winner's mentality if you want to experience success. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to win every game you play. You're not going to pass every test you take. You're not going to get every job you apply for. But what do you do in order to be successful? Where is that effort? What did you do to try to be successful? And I think that I think that you have to have a winner's mentality if you want to experience success. It's not a guarantee that you'll be successful, but it's a guarantee that you will do everything possible in order to potentially gain that success. I gotta tell you, man, you gotta be hungry. Yeah. If you really want to enjoy eating. If you really want what? If you really want to enjoy eating. If you really want what? If you've got to experience hunger. Hunger. You gotta be hungry. If you really want to enjoy eating. Ah. Or to eat. Okay. I'm using that metaphor this week. Oh, I see. I just, I've never heard that metaphor before, so I, it, it caught me off guard. I thought you missed a few words. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm being lofty and thinking about football. That's true. You got to be hungry. You got to be hungry. You got to want. You got to want it. And well, that's why losses are important sometimes because you got to experience that feeling. So you got to be hungry for something. You have to know yeah. not getting it. I'll you tell you, really appreciate it. And I'll tell you what, as a coach, you can see when they don't. You can see when it's when they're okay with a loss. You can see when they're okay with with not wanting to win. Not wanting to do what it takes, you can see it, and it's it's frustrating because as a coach, as a competitor, my entire life I've always wanted to win, and I've always wanted to do what it takes to win, mm-hmm. and so it's frustrating when you see that opposite side of that. So I'm getting kind of excited about the upcoming soccer season. I don't want to jinx anything, and I got a fine piece of uh, wood tabletop to knock on, so I won't go as too far as what my predictions are. But I will say this: I'm predicting big things for the Fighting Eagles. I'm hoping. Uh, that's that's my hope as well. Ladies and gentlemen, as you start to analyze what do you do in this life, uh, how do you do it, what effort do you give, make sure that you have a winner's mentality. Make sure that you're doing everything you can to win, everything you can to be successful, to be the best. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take 
work. Yes, it is. Until next time, I'm the average Joe Boo. And I am the average Joe signing off with a little bit of Japanese denim. Until next time, this is the average Joe's telling you, play to win, but if you're not first, you're last. Keep it clean.